Blog Talk Radio. Here, a little shout out for Spot from the live studio audience. Thanks, guys. That was nice. Spot appreciates that. This is Spotlight yes, with Rob, Deb, and Spot. Yeah, see? You got your own following already. What the hell? I don't have one of those. All that progress, man. I'll see you guys later, yeah? <laughs> Adios. I'll never remember you. I'm not going to lie. It's the progress. Everybody, if you want to call in, it's 646-478-4353. Um, in order to uh, disable your annoying caller ID, call waiting, whatever the heck it is, it's star 70 or try 70 pound. And if those two things don't work, you probably still got one of those little kitty clack phones that goes. Then you got to dial 1170. All things are dangerous. You ever take one of those apart and get shocked by the bell? No, Rob, I don't tend to take my appliances apart. Oh, oh, I take them all apart. <laughs> I believe it. There's a problem. Because I got a peek in the window of that Manhattan apartment again, and yeah. man, damn, you got to do some work, man. <laughs> we got to get you guys over to the, the studio sometime. We're spread out all over the country, you know. We got Deb on the lake. We got Spot on, on the res. We got to get us all together in our plush Manhattan uh our production studios here. It's a beautiful thing over here. We really. will after you could do some housework. Yeah, cover. <laughs> you know, we keep begging you to cover Barney up, man. Come on. Oh, Barney's exposed, man. I mean, all he's wearing is that Go Bucks T-shirt. <laughs> I think we're well, a song. Do you hear the band playing? <laughs> yeah. There's a band song. God, you know. There's a band playing over here. I think it's over at the live girls thing next door with the flesh and neon lights. I hear it. Do you, you don't hear the band playing yeah. in the background? Hey, okay, oh, Rob. Okay. Uh, I just want to let you know. There's, 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 there's girls, girls, girls. <laughs> Rob. Well, live it says, too. I don't, know what, what the, I don't know what the alternative is. but this. Rob, Jeez. did you forget to take your meds? <laughs> Something to that effect, yes. Go get some coffee, uh, Rob. You're hearing okay, hold on. Let me music take a sip that's of my not coffee. there. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Oh, much better. Okay. Whew. I was coming down off my high, and I tend to get a little, <laughs> a little crazy, you know. Oh, my God. Good grief. So what's going on? Well, oh, it's wet lake. and cold here. What's it like on the res spot? Cold and windy. Cold, cold and windy. <laughs> it's like we all got cold that going on, huh? Are you keeping warm by the fry bread? <laughs> oh, yeah. That people right in front of me, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you oh, want to give yeah. us our Indian joke of the week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've seen my car. My car is like this. Held the together with duct- oh, yeah, Red Rocket. <laughs> held together with duct tape and Bondo, man, and bubble gum. I think there's some bailing twine out there, too, yeah? That's a Red Rocket, you know? Well, all right. Oh, Red so, Yeah, that's what we call them, Red Rocket. Okay. So, yeah, you know, one of my one of my uncles, he made the journey recently. I was back home for a funeral. One of my cousins says, hey, what's, what's three miles long and moves half a mile a day? I said, I don't know. What? 
funeral procession with only one set of jumpers. (laughs) (laughs) One set of jumpers. Only one set of jumpers. (laughs) (laughs) And not enough duct tape. (laughs) We know know we've got got the scary guy on tonight, and he's going to be talking to us about bullying and acceptance. Yes, and he's devoted his life to the complete elimination of hate, violence, and prejudice worldwide. Wow. So, do we have an Indian word of the week that conveys that kind of feeling? Well, well, we could bring back Matukia Yuasin, um, and yeah. I know I said that wrong. We are all related, or we are all one. Yes. It's Matukia Yuasin. Yeah. Well, I got closer this yeah. time than I ever have. Thanks, Diane Sawyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, Diane I don't know if anybody caught that show or not, but, yeah, that oh. was set on, on my home rows, yeah. I watched it three times. Yeah. And I and I yeah. knew that I was watching your hometown for my lack family. of a better term. Porcupine. Yep, Porcupine. Huh? Yep. All right. What I, Porcupine. What I have now, what's going on here? What do we make Diane the show? Sawyer, Diane, Diane Sawyer did a, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like a 2020 piece on called Children of the Plains. And it's about... Uh, reservations out on the northern plains, like my res and a couple other ones out there. Uh, mine happens to be, for those who don't know, is is Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. Yeah, this is at Pine Ridge. And, yeah, this is pretty. Pine Ridge was pretty heavily fe- featured on this show, and it talks about you know the uh, the challenges of living on a reservation and what it's like to be a kid on the res, and you know the unemployment rate and the fact that the teen suicide rate is, I believe, 150 times the national average. Um, Info mortality is 200 times the national average. Um, poverty. 200? Holy 200, per, 200 times. Yeah. Just um, lack of health care. Yeah. Well, lack of health care, lack of, lack of in- infrastructure, lack of nutrition. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, they talked it's about, a, you know, the I'm government going, sends food there, but it's all commodities. So it's all like white flour. Yeah, there's no, there's and, no good food. Yeah. Well, and, you know, this is, this is probably going into another show, but, um, you know, Genetically, when I was working on my thesis in college, my undergraduate thesis, um, I had to do some background studying on Native peoples beyond what I know. And genetically, we evolved on a low-fat, low-carb, high-protein diet. Mm-hmm. That's what we are designed to have. We can't, you know, we're not. I don't have the um, enzymes that it takes to digest milk. I, I can't handle milk even processed milk like cheese and ice cream is hard for me to handle um, because I just don't have those enzymes. Um, we don't have, even though I'm mostly white, I don't have the genetic resistance to alcohol because I didn't, my, that part of my ancestry didn't evolve alongside alcohol like Europeans really? did. Because you didn't have it. Really? Um, right, we didn't have it. What was it? It's hard for non-Indian people to understand that. But things like white flour and sugar are just lethal for us because diabetes is so common for us. We don't have the uh, genetic background to digest these things. So, um, you know, that's why it's really common to have, you know, high obesity, high uh, diabetes mortality rates on on Indian reservations, uh, especially on the northern plains, because we didn't evolve alongside things like flour and, and carbohydrates. Yeah, and they yeah. leave out things like berries, which you were you your 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 uh, people, our people, but 
grew up with through thousands yeah. Oh, yeah. and thousands of years. Yeah, no actually, yeah. <laughs> no, no anything. I actually, have, I actually have three choke cherry plants in my yard now that I planted this fall, and I actually have some bear berries that I'm going to start growing. Um, and I'm trying to grow some, some more natural foods for me rather than having to go to the store and buy grapes and, you know, blueberries and whatever um, because we that's what my body is designed to have is, is this low-carb, low-fat, high-protein diet. So, yeah. That's very interesting. Now, now that that's I mean that's a wow. I never thought of that. It's basically it's eye opening. You know, I mean that's what genetics are. It's what your your background over thousands or even yeah. millions of years is. Your body's yeah. coded a certain way, and I never really even we thought were, of that. Yeah. That's interesting. I did find yeah. that video. If you Google "Hidden America: Children of the Plains," I actually yep. Googled Pine Ridge Indian Reservation and Diane Sawyer, and I found yep. the video. Yep. It was pretty fantastic. cool. Um, wow, that's that's very cool. Makes you think. I mean, it's cool, and Makes it's not. Think. But, and one of Makes the girls think, yeah. that they highlighted, actually, a very beautiful little girl. Very I saw her. Beautiful girl. little thing. She tried to commit suicide. Her brother found her uh-huh. hanging. God and so she draws pictures of being hung. Um, <laughs> it's just it's, it's just sad. I mean, no child should have to go through that. I don't care no, no. what genetic okay, background but, they're from. But you live in a no. situation where there are no kids dogs. Are Money is so tight, you don't have money to buy a new pair of shoes. Yeah, it's, and it's not so much um, no doctors as, lo- as much, too, as it is also there's no hope. There's no hope. That's why we better. try to do positive. You know, and I mean, there's things on the, on, you know, there is hope on the reg. That's why we have special programs for kids. We have, spe- you know, special powwows for them. We have special events for the kids and things like that. But we need to overhaul that system mm. and start over again with the reservation system. So there you go. Yeah. Google it, Hidden America, and then just type in Hidden America Children of the Plains. Anyone that wants to Google yep. it, just one more time, because that's pretty um, cool. Watch so, it. Just watch it. It's, and the, it's the subtext very, very good. Is the, Meet the dreamers and survivors of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Wow, spot that. Yep. Uh, Diane Sawyer always does a remarkable and thorough job, and she did yeah, it Yeah, she's again. good. And it can, from, my, from my point of view, as a Native, as a native woman, I didn't find it as exploited as... I didn't feel that she was exploiting us as much as some of them did that come on the res and tried to do these shows. She was a lot more honest about it, about what she was doing and what she wanted to highlight and show. And I really feel like it wasn't just, oh, look at me, I'm you know out here doing this on this reservation for these poor people. She really was there to find out what it's really like. And, you know, shout out to her. We really appreciate that, that compassion. And and I felt, of course, I, I'm not looking at it from your eyes, but I looked at it as she was trying to expo- expose something that needed to be exposed and not to bring oh, yeah. attention to herself. This has been a problem for 500 years. Yeah. Ever since white people landed here, 500 years that's been a problem. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, we're I mean, going to bring Scary on soon here because he's going to be talking about all of this. Kind, of, It's all yeah. going to kind of wrap up together. So I'm, I'm thinking, um, Rob, want to give our sponsor a call out since we're going to give Scary a lot more time than we usually give people? Yeah, let's do that real quick. Um, I think a lot of people have heard it already, and uh, I'm going to say it, keep saying it, <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> so I'm blue in the face because uh, we, we really, one of the things that we do is, and I think a lot of radio, a lot, some radio people do this and a lot of them don't, but we don't do business with anybody that's not already in our friends and family network. If I'm going to tell somebody here to go to somebody to do business, I'm going to tell my family members that as well, and I have told them. Um, but, yeah, so 
Greg, he's in upstate New York, so the commercial's kind of a local, regionalized spot or whatever, but he's a great guy. He does business fairly and honestly. He will give you, usually it's over 90% of what the value. In other words, he's got to make a little money in the deal too, right? Or he wouldn't mm-hmm. be in business. But some of these guys will give you half. I mean, literally half because they know you're desperate. You're selling your valuables. You're not in a good situation. And there's people that will take you, a lot of people that will take advantage of that. Greg would never do that. Greg's a good guy. He does these things you'll hear at the end of the commercial. We talked about it a little bit. That He does these parties where if you want to throw a party, like for whatever, you buy your chef stuff at these parties. Well, if you want to do that someplace where you don't have to pay the money to rent a place or use your own house and clean it up, you can actually do it at his place in central New York near Syracuse. And he he basically pays for the party. And if anybody brings silver and gold and sells it, guess what? He gives you a little commission, too. So the guy's a good guy. And uh, I'll run his spot here quick. A buyer of gold and silver. A buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. Yeah, so it's a buyer of gold and silver dot com. Like he says, he's in Oneida. The uh, the city of Oneida is a little kind of like a suburb uh, of the metro area of Syracuse, New York, central New York. So if you are in that area, hit the website, do some parties over there. If you're out of town, just go to buyer a buyer of gold and silver dot com and uh, work some deals with them. I go. trust him enough Same that I think I'm thinking of mailing my stuff into him if he agrees. That's yeah. how much I trust him. Call, call him yeah, up. My daughter yeah, call right up. Um, yeah. Yeah, my my daughter heard of him. She said, "Yeah, mom, he's your, he's he's legit." So yeah, yeah, and you know, it's unusual to be able to find people that you trust, or you know. So yeah, when you do find them, then you want to help keep them in business by giving them your right. business. You got it. Yeah. You got it. So what do you so say? So we're waiting we got on Barry to show up, and I'm really oh. looking forward to um, to his being with us. He's um give you a little bit of his intro here. I got this off of his website. Uh he mm-hmm. graduated in 1972 from Robbinsdale Cooper Senior High School. He was a voice major at Mac- McAllister College in St. Paul, Minnesota. He writes classical music. He's an artist. He is a singer. He's an entertainer. He's a performer and a comedian. He was a baby portrait photographer, a computer salesman, and a tattoo artist, and he owned three tattoo shops. In 1998, he legally changed his name to The Scary Guy. He sold his tattoo shops and went on the road to teach people how to create world peace in their lifetime. A Mm -hmm. dude is tattooed from head to toe. We're going to find out why he felt that was necessary to do. Mm -hmm. He has a good reason for it. And so as soon as he can be here, he will. Uh, so we're just waiting Very for him cool. to sign on and get in on here with us. Yeah. We're doing a lot on bullying because this is, is this, are we still, yeah, we're still in the, um, yeah, the, uh, the bullying. Now next month we're dealing with uh, National Native American, or no, National American Indian Heritage Awareness Month mm-hmm. and National Adoption Month, but we're also going to touch on National uh, Novel Writing Month. So we're hopefully going to have a really good um, author here with us, 
And we're also going to have Joanne Green, who is the founder of Wide Smiles, which is an online support group for children born with cleft or parents or families really? dealing with people born with cleft lip and palate. Um, hmm. My son is one of those, and that's how I met Joanne. So, uh, how, how common a thing is that, uh, Deb? It's becoming more and more common, but right now it's generally one in every 700. So, oh, it's, so more it's pretty uncommon. Huh. It's more common huh. than Downs. Now, what, um, what is the? It's a genetic marker type of deal, or is a genetic thing, or what is the root cause? Do they know yet? Some of it's genetic. Uh, like for instance, um, I just had my son's DNA uh, analyzed, and he shows a marker for cleft lip and palate. So it's possible that he could pass it on. I think Scary just uh, got in. There he is. Um, but it can also be from environmental. For environmental reasons, okay. like not enough folic mm-hmm. acid when the mother was pregnant, or just mm-hmm. all anomalies have a 25% chance of yeah. being spontaneous. Right. Like I had a girlfriend yeah. who was full-blown hemophiliac, and she was mm-hmm. one of those lucky ones that had no genetic history of it. It just popped up. Yeah, that's it, what I it's am. Like this, it's like this spondylitis that I have. They say it's it's clearly a genetic marker for it, but there's usually something that, that kicks it off, you know. Yeah. Uh, usually there's yeah. something environmental as well as genetic. Well, what do you think? We'll bring our guest on here. He's on the line. Yes, and now and I want to bring to you on, on his webpage, he has some titles that he's been given, a world citizen, a genius of society, an urban Dalai Lama, a mind waker, a difference maker, an energy of love and light, a warrior for peace, a warrior for light, a hero of these times, an agent for change, an agent for both sides, Planting seeds for a healthy planet, pure love, a true light in the dark, bringing solutions and happiness, a prophet of peace. So we've got Hi, Scary God, here with us now. Hi, He's Scary. A of a gun. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, nice Scary. Hi. How are you guys? We're doing good. great. Very good. Well, you got uh, what do we got on there? We got Rob, and we got um, yep. Deborah, and we got. Spot, is this right? Yep, yep. You got it. It'd be us. It'd be unusual that I would get everything right the first time. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) I know I wouldn't have done that. (laughs) Not without Deb helping me, (laughs) whispering in my ear. (laughs) I've I've made, Rob, I've made so many mistakes my whole life, dude, I can't imagine, you know. And I I used to think when I was um, younger, which was a long time ago now that I was like, you know, a perfect human being, you know, when I was 18, 19. I, I, knew, I knew everything on the planet. You know? Sure. So, yeah. You don't know how much you don't know. about my teenager. <laughs> there well, you go. Me too. What kind of childhood did you have? I mean, you know, I'd like to know what got you into this thing about, um, you know, the whole scenario where you become so tattooed because, and I know, I have a feeling that I know why you're doing it, being scary but being a uh, person who promotes peace. Uh, in other words, I look scary, but I'm not. I'm a big teddy bear or something like that. Have I got that right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if I'm a teddy bear. I mean, I'm seeing oh, my wife, my wife. <laughs> 
My wife thinks I'm a teddy bear, but, you know, that's kind of a... Well, slightly psychedelic teddy bear. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure they could come out with a product that looks like me that they could call some kind of a a teddy bear. You know, I don't know what it would be. But I... Build it, build it there. Was your childhood fairly normal, or did something happen that made you want to do this? Well, there is absolutely nothing normal about me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I call myself like really abnormal, the way I see things and uh, the way I, I work with people and how I've gotten to where I'm at today. Everybody's on a journey, and you know, I just had my journey, and it was, um, it wasn't, uh, I don't think normal at all. I think it was rather unique. I think everybody has a unique journey, and my childhood was, uh, I think in my eyes as a as a person was as normal as the next person's but i was uh i had a problem when i was a kid i couldn't read and write and i didn't know it was a problem you know when i when i look back on my life you know i i wasn't able to read words on paper and i that was in the 50s and 60s and quite frankly i didn't know that that was a big deal you know i just i just couldn't read words on a paper so um I never did any reading in school. I didn't, and I tried to fudge my way through school. And and I told my mom, I said, Ma, and she'd tell me go do my homework. And I'd say, Well, I can't read, Ma. And she said, Well, that's that's an excuse. Get in your bedroom, shut the door. You're not coming out to oh. do your homework. Oh, so, like, yeah. But so what happened was I learned a different way. You know, I learned differently. I. I didn't know that I was different than anybody else. I thought everybody had the same issue, you know, the same problem. That's what kids see. You know, whatever a kid sees in their eyes is what they think everybody else sees. They don't know the difference. And so I I thought everybody couldn't see words on paper. But by the time I was 14 years old, I could see what was going to happen to people around me. I could I could almost tell somebody that this dude is going to have this is going to happen to this person because of that reason. So I was watching people and I was learning about nonverbal communication and communication in different ways. And little did I know that this was something pretty unique. I think I don't know if everybody can see like that, but I was seeing that stuff very young, and I just counted it all. You know, I didn't even give it a second thought. I just thought, oh, well, if everybody can, can't can read, then everybody can see what I see. <laughs> and, and that's how I lived my life. You know, most of my life was like that. So you're was dyslexic. It, was it dyslexia? Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm well, I, dyslexic. I, I think today, you know, I've never been diagnosed with it, but I think I've talked to experts in the field of, of reading disorders, and they think that it is dyslexia, and, mm-hmm. and um, I mm-hmm. yeah, and they say there is ways to get corrective help for oh, that. Oh yeah, my son has Sorry. dysgraphia and a few other things, uh, working memory deficit, and blah, you know, blah, and we call them learning differences, not disabilities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how we approach it, and it sounds yeah, like that's, that's the way, way you approached it. Yeah, I did, and I. I didn't even see it as a disability, quite frankly. I didn't exactly. see it as a right. I didn't even see it as a difference. Hmm. <laughs> Again, I thought as a kid that it was normal and Everything it was what else. everybody had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way everybody is, yeah. And then way back and, then they didn't they just slap you with a ruler and say, Just study harder. They didn't really treat you or help you or 
or have any kind of medication. It was just like, well, just like you say, your mom, she didn't know. God bless her heart. She don't know. She just said, go study, kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she, did, she actually did more than that, Rob. She she actually locked me in my bedroom for two hours. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. now, you know, and what I did then is I learned how to pound on my pillow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> yeah. you talk about an, an angry yeah. 12 and 13 and 14 oh. year old. Well, I was a little bit younger, but, you know, when I went in there, you know, she I felt that she was being unfair because she wasn't listening to me and my problem mm-hmm. was right. real to me. And then when she'd lock me in the room, say, go do your homework, you're not coming out till you're done. Well, I was frustrated, I was angry, yeah. and I spent the first 10 minutes pounding on my pillow out of anger. And then I wow. would sit in, on the edge of my bed and pout. You ever heard that word, pout? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I have a teenager, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then I got labeled a powder. You know, it's like, oh, then you're, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, and and so then I would we have these mood shifts from anger to, you know, pouting. And I thought, maybe that way it is. That's how you grow up. And but I don't think other than that, my mom and dad were really, truly destructive people. I don't think they did anything outlandish that would cause me to run down to the tattoo shop and tattoo my entire body, including my hands, neck, and face. So I, I can't really look wow. in the mirror today and, and blame anybody for my choices. These are my choices, and I mm-hmm. I chose them for other reasons, you know. Wow. Yeah, I'd like it's, to get into that amazing. because I've seen before pictures and scary, you were Hollywood handsome. Well, you still are, but just in a different way. You know, I like and, being handsome. Yeah, you normally don't expect to see someone who's Hollywood handsome do this. Yet, you know, well, you've got me, the tattoos, the piercings, you know, and all that. Uh, Catherine, Deborah thinks I'm Hollywood handsome. I do. Is she laughing? Don't tell your wife. She's smiling. That's exactly what I say. By the way, he has a lovely wife. She's very sweet. I got to talk to her with her on the phone, and she's a very nice lady. Liked her very much. But so, what made you decide on the tattoos? It just intrigues me. Well, I. You know, I I did what I think most people do in life. You say, okay, I was in college. I was a vocal performance major. I was a singer, which makes sense. Being I was an artist, I was you know, and I didn't really read notes on paper either. So I learned by listening and watching other people. And so I got real good at that. And I went to college, and I was a vocal performance major. And all I had to do was play notes on the piano, and I could sing them perfectly. And and I was really good at that. And then all of a sudden I realized I was 19, 20 years old and needed to make money <laughs> because I guess that was <laughs> yep. the next step, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah, and, you know, I wasn't an opera star at 19, and so I thought, okay, how am I going to pay bills and get an apartment and, you know, buy my first Ford van, you know, and I, I thought, oh, well, I better better go out and get a job so i went out and got a job and in long story short i ended up becoming a, a computer salesman and, and when i became a computer salesman on one of my vacations i went down to tucson arizona where my brother was a police officer and i visited him and uh, one of my trips down there i trailered my motorcycle down i was a motorcycle rider with my brother and we went on trips together and I saw the tattoo shop one day, and I thought, wow, what the heck? I'm all by myself. I'm having a good vacation. 
I think I'll just stop in and check out what the tattoos are all about. I was 30 years old. I wasn't 13. I was 30, and I had waited wow. a long time. And I thought, oh, I'll just go look at the tattoos, and I went in there, and that was it. I got my first tattoo. The minute I walked in the door, I got a dragon on my left arm. And then I went back to my brother's house, and I looked in the mirror, and I said, wow, that's really kind of cool looking at the dragon. Well, the dragon at that point symbolized its strength and energy for me. And so I, I thought, and I looked in the mirror, you know, without my shirt on, and I felt a little bit lopsided. So I thought, well, I better have one on my other arm. So the next day I drove down to the tattoo shop, and I got a tiger on my right bicep, you know. And then, and then I thought, ooh, this feels pretty good, and I feel a little bit more powerful, you know. And So I then I thought, I looked in the mirror again, and I thought, ooh, that, that chest is kind of looking a little bare naked there. So I, I got in my car the third day, and I drove down to the tattoo shop again, and I got a panther coming out of my chest. And that's, that's the third addiction. day. And then I then I got back to the, my brother's house again, and I stripped down, and I looked in the mirror, and I thought, now I'm feeling a little top-heavy, so I got to maybe manage to balance it out with something on my back. So I, <laughs> I got in my car again the fourth day, and I went down to the tattoo shop and had half my back tattooed. Wow. That was my first tattoo. Yeah. And that, now you got to understand, I was a computer salesman. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yes, it's an addiction. Well, I know it was an addiction. I was, I'll tell you what it was. For me, it was a way of me releasing my feelings and expressing myself, and it was really cool because it was private. Yeah. So I got to, I got to process my life privately under my suit and tie, and I really kind of wow. got into that process more than the tattoo. Wow. <clears throat> and and that's what really got me going into tattoos. And so I started researching, okay, what what does it really mean? Who are these tattoo artists, you know? And so I checked them out, and then I found one I really liked, and I liked her style, and I liked what she stood for. And her name was Suzanne Fowser, and she was in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and so I called her on the phone, and I kind of did my own little interview with her. And I, then I wanted her to create imagery on my body based on who I was as a human being. And so I would, as a com- computer salesman, wearing my suit and tie all week, Friday night rolled around. I bought an airline ticket from Minneapolis to Ann Arbor, Michigan, or Detroit, rented a car, and bought three days' worth of tattoo time from her, got tattooed all weekend long, and then flew back oh. to Minneapolis and went to work in my suit and tie. <laughs> wow. Now what, now, what, now, what does that bill look like exactly? How much are all your tattoos? If someone just paid for all of them at once, what would that cost, you think? Well, if they had as many tattoos as I got on my body today, it'd be over thirty grand. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Holy yeah. Cow. So, I, you know what I tell kids to, to save your money, <laughs> buy a car, <laughs> buy a car yeah. that's easier to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you know, no, I, I get a kick out of it because I was in the Navy for eight years, and I came out of the Navy completely tattoo-free, and now I look around, and everyone's got their first tattoo by age 18. I'm the only one without <laughs> one these days. I, hey, I was in my 20s when I got mine, so hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the Navy eight years. I had no tattoos. <laughs> well, my dad. I know my son. My son got out of the Corps without any, but my daughter has two from the Corps. There you well, go. My dad, my dad was a World War II veteran. Oh, wow. And he was... He was in the Navy. My stepfather was in the Navy. Well, guess what he had? 
Guess what he had tattooed on his arms? I'm afraid what? to ask. He had anchors. He had two anchors, one on yeah. each bicep. Yeah, a lot of guys He was do, World yeah. War II vet. He was at Pearl Harbor the day it was attacked, watched his brother's oh, wow. ship hit. And wow. he had anchors and mermaids and ships. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, I, all remember, I, distinctly, I distinctly remember when I was eight years old. Well, remember, never forget this memory. When I was an eight-year-old boy standing in my father's garage, and the and the men in the garage were all to me. I look up to them, and they had great big arms, great big biceps, t-shirts on, smoking camel cigarettes, standing oh, around a car, a hot rod, boy. with a beer in their hand, and every one of them had a military tattoo on their arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, as an eight-year-old boy, I thought, well, this is a man. This How am I going to not yeah. know that? Non-filter camel cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah, my dad smoked three packs a day. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So did my stepfather. Oh, yeah. And he well, had he a quit. mermaid where he could make it dance. My dad quit cold turkey when he turned 40, and he took up golf and wasn't athletic. Okay. So now you use the tattoos to spread your message, right? Well, what happened was well, I went to a picnic in my tattoo, in my uh, computer salesman days. And you got to remember, underneath my suit and tie, nobody knew I was tattooed. Right. And and so I hid all my tattoos under my suit and tie. And so one day, the, the company who I loved dearly, the Unisys Corporation, back then, all the guys were my buddies. And I hung out with them, oh, and Unisys. we were friends. Sure. Yeah. And so they had a company picnic. Well, you don't go to the company picnic in your suit and tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I stripped down to my shorts and my T-shirt, went to the company picnic, and my arms, chest, and legs were covered in tattoos, and I didn't give it any thought, quite frankly. I just thought, well, they're going to check them out. This will be cool. <laughs> well, I never saw such a shift in someone's <laughs> attitude and behavior in my entire life. <laughs> These guys oh went God. from my friends to, you know, hate and disdain and uh-huh. sarcasm. And, oh, and I, I thought, what, what the heck's wrong with these guys? I'm the same person. Mm. I haven't changed any. Right. You know, and I thought, okay, this is really ridiculous. This is like two-faced lion and stuff. I'm yeah. I'm not going to be part of that stuff. So I tattooed my neck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Ergo, I said I'm never going. no longer hides. Yeah. Well, I said I'm never going back to corporate America again. That was it. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving this mess. I think wow. it's just horrifying. So I tattooed my neck, and that's when I decided to learn how to become a tattoo artist. Because the next step was, well, if I go to the tattoo industry, this will be full of people that are loving and kind and gentle, and you know what? They'll like me. That is the biggest joke I've ever heard of in my life right there. There are more hateful, cynical, sarcastic, backstabbing, gossipy people I've ever met in the art of tattooing than I've ever met anywhere in the world. Competitive and ego-driven. It's unbelievable. Really? Anyway, that's that's what happened. I opened three tattoo shops in Tucson, Arizona. And I thought that's how I was going to live the rest of my life, riding my Harley to work every day, running my mouth with negative words, being sarcastic, putting people down and telling them where the sun didn't shine. And I made two 
$250,000 a year playing my rock and roll as loud as I wanted. And then wow. somebody in the competitive business you? ran a full-page ad in the newspaper that said, are you tired of dealing with scary guys with poor paint facial tattoos? And I didn't even know who the guy was, yeah. And I slammed it down oh, on the counter, nice. and I thought, well, what am I going to do to get this guy back? Revenge. Nice. And I thought, well, I'll jump in my hot rod lake, and I'll find out where the guy lives. I'll go over to his house, and I'll run over his dog. No, you wouldn't But here's where my change came. I stepped up on my pedestal, and I declared myself a good guy. He was a bad guy. When I was bragging about how great I was as a human being, that's when my life flashed before me, and that's when I realized who I really was. It was kind of like an emotional death. You know, I woke up. I realized I was a name-caller and a hitter. I could stereotype and categorize people at will. And I lived a lie for 43 years, calling myself a good guy. Well, that was my wake-up call, and that was 13 years ago. So at that point in my life, I decided in, in May of 31st of 1998, shortly after I changed my name legally to the Scary Guy, somebody firebombed. Oh, that is your actual up. legal name, the Scary Guy. That's cool. yeah. Somebody firebombed and blew up one of my buildings in Tucson, Arizona. What? Oh, wow. And I said, Dang. okay, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can to change oh, whatever okay. it is I gotta do. Yeah. Wow. So I hit the road, and I started coming up. But I started seeing kids in newspapers and TVs. I couldn't believe what I was starting to see. I started seeing columbines. I started seeing sixth-grade prostitution rings, 14-year-old yeah, right. with rifles sniping parents as they come out of elementary schools. Right. And I'm going, oh, my God, what's happening here? These guys are just like me. The only difference is they're killing each other. Yeah. So I stood in front of the mirror and I said, uh, "Well, I got to go tell them that they're living a lie, and I lived a lie too." And I and I said, oh, "I just gotta, I just gotta go tell them the truth." And I looked in the mirror and I said, "Maybe this will work. Maybe this tattooed face of mine will work. I'll get their attention." And so that was in 1998. And um, I got to tell you, today I get requests from 95 countries. Yeah. Wow. Really. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're busy. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, in the programs. But I, truthfully, my journey is, you know, I got to tell you, I didn't know what a man looked like with a tough guy. You know, a tough. What's a tough guy look like with love and compassion? Mm. They I don't like know. You. They look like me. They look like my husband. They look like my yeah, dad. Yeah, but they I didn't like, know. I didn't yeah. know that definition. See. I yeah. thought a tough guy was a guy that kind of, you know, ran his mouth and laughed all the way to the bank, you know, and yeah. and uh, I didn't have that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. So I, and my journey and part of my life has been defining who I am as a man as I travel the world, and yeah. so I help, I help people understand they don't have to run their mouth and they can figure out a way not to be that way and still be tough and still love other people and not compromise their integrity. So, um, in other words, then, excuse me, if I'm interpreting this correctly, because it's different to do this as a man as opposed to being a woman, you can still be a protector, you can still be a man, you can even be scary, 
but you can be a citizen of the world, a brother to all, and a decent human being. You can be a good being. citizen. Is that yeah, I tell you, what I've, discovered, well, what I've discovered is that real strength and courage is based in standing in front of people and being loving and compassionate and caring. Real fear and, and um, cowardliness is based in hate. So haters have no courage. That's what I discovered. Because I've been on many, many shows where I've been warned that the KKK has been in my audience. <laughs> and I just laugh out loud. Good come backstage. Well, they wow. warned me, you know, they said, scary, i got to warn you, the KKK is in the audience. This happened to me about seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> I know, there's really people who driven. will populate, those people who will populate your audience with that just to try to, to try to almost as an offense, and just, you know, motion. Yeah. Intimidation, yeah. yeah. And they're fear-driven. They're the ones that are intimidated. Right. Well, right. yeah, and you know, the, the truth is I, I laugh you for two principles. They came back. I had the, the auditorium was in a college, and there was 600 people in there. And they came back and warned me the KKK was in the audience, and they were even sweating about it. And I said, I laughed. I said, really? I said, watch what happens. Ninety minutes later, I was in my question and answer session, and do you think one human being that belonged to the KKK, which I would I didn't know who they were, stood up and declared their hate for me or anyone else? Mm-hmm. No. Wow. Because hate has hate has no courage. Hate comes right. from yeah. the side. You never know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It comes behind the computer screen. It runs its mouth this way, that way. It never stands in right. front of you yeah. and declares yeah. itself. So yeah, wow. what I discovered yeah. in my teaching is love, love mm-hmm. takes strength, and love and teaching people compassion and understanding that yeah. takes guts. And you stand in front of people and declare yourself that kind of human being, you're going to get a lot of arrows in the back, and that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, sure does. Now, now you got you are very well positioned in, in Google as well. I'm looking you up in Google, and wow, you're you're in you're in the IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. You got a mm-hmm. picture of Teachers TV. That's pretty cool. It says a mark of respect, and you're all over the place. Even the Smoking Gun had nice kudos to give you as well, which I'm reading that. It says the scary guy who's a real sweetheart it has in the <laughs> and then it goes on to talk about your website and your goals and your I mean so so the people who really know who who research and, and learn you got a nice website too. Very nice oh, website. Thanks. Yeah you do. Very well put together. Thanks. Very cool. Yeah, very, very, very well done. Well done. Yeah, I love you're your in <laughs> I love your mission. I mean, it's like you know you made it. even when in the books that I write, when when it does come up to something, I refuse to say someone is of a certain certain race because right. there's only one race, and that is the human race. We are of different ethnic uh, persuasions, for lack of a better term. There's only one race, the human race, and so we should all love each other. We should stop fighting with each other and start getting along. Yeah, and you know the funny part about it is you get people that deal with racism. Mm. And you, I deal you get with every people, day. I know, but I you, you get people that try day. to. I know, but you get people that try to solve racism by talking about racism as a problem. You get people that talk about gays and, and issues, gay rights issues, by talking about gay rights issues as a solution. And the truth is, none of those are solutions. If they were solutions, then we wouldn't have racial problems and we wouldn't have gay issues, would we? Exactly. So the real solution lives in what do we do with what we receive rather than what we produce. 
Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very powerful message. And you do a lot of, yeah, it is. You do a lot of speaking in schools, too, it looks like. Well, I work like a with, teacher's uh, school? Yeah, I get hired by schools. I get hired by police. I'm post-certified in the United States of America. Wow. Um, yeah. I've got a, a six-hour accredited class in the United States working with law enforcement. I work with the United States Air Force in Europe. I um, I train police officers in England. I work with social services, all different religions, both around the world. Um, wow. And, you know, the message is the same. And I never once in any of my training sessions, I never say God and I never say religion, but they still book me. And the truth is, is I think everybody on this planet wants the same thing. We all want to learn how to love one another, and we all want to learn how to get along with each other. And uh-huh. and, and that's a struggle right now. We're in a, yeah. I, I call it an emotional shift. You know, we're struggling to figure out how to do this. And you uh-huh. just got back from Europe, didn't you? I, I was in Germany for seven days, and I was just in Luxembourg for nine. Then I was wow. in London for two days, and then I was in New York for five and right now I'm sitting in Minneapolis, Minnesota, on my way down to Austin, Minnesota. Wow. I told his wife they need to get out more. We're about to New York. The <laughs> man is busy. Now, 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 what should I call you? Should I call you the or scary? What do you, what do you prefer? Well, the scary guy scary? is a title. It's the full name? No, it's a title. It's scary. Oh, I thought you scary. changed your name. I thought I heard you legally change your name. I did. I changed my name to a title. Yeah. Oh. I don't think yeah, when difference. you put the word Tell the me. in front of something, it changes it to a title. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah, but so what most people do is they shorten it up and they drop the they drop the, the <laughs> and they just scary. call me scary, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. how you sign your emails too, scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that, that was going to get us in trouble name. when she called you scary. I thought she was getting us in trouble. I'm like, why oh, are you calling this guy scary? He says, what are you calling him scary for? I said, that's how he's signing his emails, dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Like you, know you, you, you guys want to hear the funniest thing that ever happens to me, really? There's yeah. two things. Yeah. When I go through customs and I go through, you know, the TSA agents, you know? Yeah. Dirty TSA. Oh, yeah. Oh, I God, they might love you. Well, they... Well, it just—it's funny, man. I crack jokes like you wouldn't believe. I get these TSA agents <laughs> laughing, and they're looking around at for cameras because I think they're—they're they're probably not supposed to smile. <laughs> you can imagine, you know what I mean? So, so I—I I, get them laughing, dude. Yeah, I get them laughing because I know I get them in trouble. But anyway, I—one of them grabs my, you know, when you got to—they check your passport against your your ticket. <laughs> before you go through security. Right. And every time I do this, the guy or the woman sits there and they, they look at my passport, and then they do a quick double take. Cause it, <laughs> there's a, I have a scary on it, and then they look at me and they go, is this real? Oh. And you know what I say? <laughs> this is Frank. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what they say to me. And they, I say, no, nope, right. it's a forgery, and I forge passports. <laughs> oh God! You know, Great. You know what? The whole time you're talking, what my answer would have been, man, I fell asleep. My kid had these magic markers. <laughs> we have a caller. We have a caller. Okay. Pardon me. We have a caller. Take a caller. Is that right? This is Blog Talk. Hey. Blog Talk Radio. 
There was a well, Hollywood just, face. Well, again. you know, when you live this way and you look in the mirror, this is yeah, normal to you're me. Yeah, you're used to it. Yeah, you're used uh, to and it. Then yeah. the, and then the shift in one 30-minute session back to what it was after 15 years of living like that, I was I couldn't do it. I had to wash it off. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you walk in the house, scared the crap out of your wife, thought some stranger entered the house. Well, and you know, there's another what one. What you I, look like too, you know. Talk about scaring people. This this comes on the radio a lot. I get a radio a guy that's interviewing me, and, and they don't know me as well as you guys. Some of them don't do any research at all, and they get me on. They go, mm-hmm. and they look at my picture, and they go, "Oh my God, I'd hate to meet you in a dark alley." <laughs> oh, jeez, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> you want to know what I say to them? You know what I say to them? I wish you would. I wish you would. No, no, I. Say, no, I say, dude, what are you doing in a dark alley to begin with? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> what are you hoping to find in there? <laughs> yeah, why are wow. you in a dark alley, dude? You know, it's like, <laughs> like I look like this. I own dark alleys, you know. Give me a break. Well, you know, my teenager just came in here and, and was like, Mom, you know, who are you talking to? So I showed him, and he says, oh, that's cool. Right. So my 14-year-old thinks you're it, so, you know. Yeah, I'm going to say, if I met you in a dark alley, I'd go walk up, like, link arms with you and say, you know, I really wanted to go to the store over here, but I was kind of afraid. Will you take me over there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Try you know. to team up with you. <laughs> yeah. And Deb, Make a team. you shouldn't be in the dark alleys either. I don't know where, what's your problem here. What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not with you. Or I grew up with <laughs> all we had. <laughs> yeah, white people. No, you guys got to get me. Listen, you got to get you got to get me a copy of this interview so I can stream it on my website. <laughs> you know Not what? It's problem. Gonna be, it's going to be archived, so you can use the I, link and. Well, I can do that. It's better if I get an MP3 file. I can send it to my yeah. web guys, and then I can get I'll a little icon of your show, and we can link it back to your show, and then there you, you know, there you yeah, go. and then. Yeah, and then we can have a radio spot on there with you guys on it, and it would rock hey, because I'll yeah. tell you what. <clears throat> well, our website um, in uh, one month got 550,000 hits. Oh, that is fantastic. That is it's fantastic. Not that, I guess it's, it's not that many, but I think it could go a little yeah. more. Than the, I, I work on a lot about. of websites. I work hey. on a lot of websites and do marketing, and that's a, that's a great number. That's a good yeah, number. That's a lot. Hey, Spot, this yeah. is where you should yep. do a request for people sending veggies to the res. <laughs> oh, get some decent food in there. <clears throat> yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah, that's another. You sure you want to be that shirt. closely associated with us, Gary? <laughs> I'm telling you what, you can dress some you can dress some people up, but man, you just can't take them anywhere. My grandmother always it. told me you're you're you you are judged by the company you keep, so I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, I'd say we're in good company right now, it's all good. <laughs> good yeah, but I, I kinda like stuff. you guys. You know why I like you is because you know what? You you you're laughing and talking about some really cool stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah. and I, and I you know, you know, well, a lot of people say, "God, he's hardcore," but the truth is, I'm more like a comedian than I am anything else. And here's the sure. pro- the problem with people: I come across as hardcore and in your face, but you really hear the message. There's a lot of humor in it, and I yeah. and the reason is, well, there's got to be because this is a tough topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, tra- you're talking about hate and killing and murder and death yeah. and war. And the truth is, people check out after, you know, 15 minutes yeah. of seeing and hearing that much yeah. negative. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to keep this nice. going as long as you want to, Scary, because I'm having a good time. But we're going to give oh, a yeah, call out to our sponsor, okay? Well, you know, guys, I gotta, I've got to head out because I got a meeting with my daughter and my grandkids. Believe it or not, I'm a grandpa. Well, that, oh, I'm so good. jealous. Good for you. That sounds awesome. So bad. Grandpa Can you believe scary. I'm a grandpa? Grandpa Scary? I, I can't believe this. I don't want, I don't want grandkids. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> well, I got a seven-year-old granddaughter, and she can't oh, say wow. she loves it. I would Beautiful. love oh, to see. I would love to see the look on the face of the boyfriend <laughs> that you don't want to see your granddaughter when you show up and say, "Beautiful, <laughs> your intention." You're here have you, you ever? Have you guys ever heard the word "silence is powerful"? Yeah. <laughs> well, then when I when My I meet her boyfriend, that. well, that's what I mean. When I meet her boyfriend, I won't speak a word. Kid will never come no. back. I just go walk in. are you part native? Because she. My dad's a master of the look, you know. That one look, and the guys never come back, you know. <laughs> you get the stink eye, man. That, Perfect. I can't tell you how many boyfriends he chased off when I was younger. Oh, <laughs> Well, Scary, we got to have you back. I'd like to have you back. Yeah, come often. back for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, here, here's the deal. Listen, i got a project in Austin, Minnesota that's two weeks long in the whole city. If you guys get a oh, chance wow. to check this out. Go to my Facebook yeah. fan page. It has a Facebook fan page. There's 45 of them, but go to the one with 29,000 people on it and like it. And then okay. watch what's going on in Austin, Minnesota, because every citizen, there's 25,000 people. They're bringing us in there to work with that many people for two weeks. And it's oh, going wow. to be blower. Now, what I'd like to do, if you guys are up for it, is is if you want, and I'm in Austin, we could oh, do another interview, and we could have the yeah. woman, actually the yeah. woman that sponsored this through, it's called CAB, Community Against Bullying. She put together oh, the, wow. the whole community. She brought them together, and she would be a fantastic guest to have on your show because she yeah. would give other people insight as to how she pulled this off. This is a lot of work, and and, it, yeah. and she's just a hero in my eyes, and so if you want, I'm here for another three weeks, and I'll be in Austin for two. And if you guys want to line something up with her and I, that would yes. be dino. Absolutely. Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes. That would be cool. And if you're ever in the Columbus, Ohio area, dude, you better look cool. me up. All right. Yeah, you ever come through? You ever come through Southeast Ohio? Don't walk down the road that way. Yeah, you you well, stop in Mediapolis, Iowa. <laughs> I'll give you all the fried bread you can eat. Mm-hmm. All right, on. Where about whereabouts were you in New York? Just that curiosity. I was. I stayed in Brooklyn, and I spent a lot of time in Manhattan, and then I took the New Jersey go. Transit down to Princeton. Did you take your awesome. passport? Well, next time you're next time you're in that area, let me know. I'm not far. I'm right around the corner, practically. So, uh, I love to meet you. you and, are um, you living in one of the boroughs, dude? No, I don't live down there. I live in upstate, but I'm down there a lot doing business and stuff. So, uh, I'm there quite wow. a bit. New York, I'll give you a heads up, and we'll get together. Absolutely. I'd love to meet you. That'd be fantastic. We're down to 60 seconds here, um, and we don't want to rush you off, but you said you, you do have a, an appointment. So uh, before yeah, we go off the live air. You guys. I'm going to go, and I really okay, appreciate thanks. everything, and I, and I love you all. All right. Oh, man. Thank you so fantastic. much, Gary. Thanks for coming. That's the love scary guy, everybody. You. Just Google the scary guy. You'll find him all over the place. And uh, his website's really nice. He's thescaryguy.com. You can find him on Facebook and everywhere else. I'm going to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Greg, who is a buyer of goldandsilver.com. 
Uh, I talk a lot about Greg. He's a good guy. I know him. He's in my personal friends and family network. A buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. Very good. A buyer of gold, we a buyer gold and silver dot com. And that's a wrap. We're off now. We're going right back to uh, record mode here. So, okay. Okay. Hey, how cool was that, you so, guys? For those that hanging, was oh, amazing. fantastic. And for those hanging around, I just awesome. want to say really quickly, his website is thescaryguy.com, and he has his biography out, Scary, the New Face of Love. I cool. loved him. That was awesome. That Absolutely was fantastic. Amazing. Awesome. Absolutely Loved awesome. It. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have gonna, maybe a recurring guest. And, and I'm hoping even, so. Maybe periodically co-host with us, with one of He's us. He's very, very us, busy, but maybe we can catch him, you know, now and then. While I love it. You know, yeah. if you guys want, if you guys are up for it, and if again, I know everybody's got a lot of stuff going on. We try to stick to Thursdays for the listeners here, but but if we have to do a, a schedule a special show for that event, I know I can do it. So, and if you guys can make it, that'd be awesome. If all three of us were doing it, Absolutely. and matter of fact, yeah. I'm trying to get more going on, like like even like this event. Um, Maybe have somebody even literally just turn on a phone and call the show for it and just let it go. And we can talk in the midst of what's going on and the event that's going on and Absolutely. go back and forth to different, you know, different. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of events in, you know, New York City, obviously got the Javits Center. They have things going down there all the time. Every week we could probably oh, yeah. do a live broadcast from something like that. So Yeah. Well, I'd absolutely love uh, to cover this event with him, and I'll, I'll email oh, him yeah, tonight and tell him to give me yeah, the details. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. Because bullying is a pernicious disease it's a big in deal. society, and, it's, it, a big and deal. it's been around us since we came out of, well, since we yeah. were in the cave, and it needs to yep. be stopped. And yep. so that kind of a conference is an amazing thing to be going on, and I think we That's need to. a lot to, of people. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he's really popular on on Google now. There is one scary guy that's yeah, yeah. not him. I just want to make a note of this. There's some guy that was accused of, uh, I don't know, something to do I with saw the that. president. Yeah. It's number ten on the Google yeah. list, but that's not him. He's you can no. tell what's one yeah. is him because it's all good stuff. And like I say, that smoking gun website usually that's they'll beat you up bad in there. They they said very nice things about him. So, like I say yeah, to people did. that do the research and understand what's going on, understand his nature, and, and they don't have a problem with somebody like that. But I can exactly. see, I can see honestly, and, and I'm admitting maybe a bias, but I can see having a little bit of a scary feeling if you just don't know him. <laughs> but when you know him, like you say, Deb, he's like a, he's, a, he's a nice big guy. He's, he's a doll. Nice guy and, and he's, he's funny. He's a doll. Yeah. He's funny. I really like him. like that in the world. Yeah, kind of person I'd like to hang world. with, you know. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. I'd That's why I said if he's ever in New York, I will. I will be in the city if he's there because I would love to meet this guy. Fantastic yeah. guy. What a oh, yeah. what a great mission. This is a great story of you do what your passion is, and you make you can make money. You're not working. You're doing your passion. You're helping people. Yep. And he's making clearly yep. making a lot of money. So good for him. Good for him in this economy. Hey. Definitely. That's some, he's just amazing. I'd yeah, love yeah. to have him come to one of our powwows and, and just, you know, see oh, one of our powwows. Cool. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and cool. I'll bet he'd do it. I don't know if he necessarily Probably makes would. a lot of money because his expenses are really huge, but 
But he's doing, like you yeah. said, he's, he's he's living his passion. And and yeah, he's living yeah. his passion. And that's he has you a are dynamic. Hand, so I know he, I know he's he's his business is doing fairly well because he hired a lot of very talented people to make this website. I'm telling you, this yeah. website is wow. better than yeah, most corporate amazing. websites I've seen. Yeah. It is fantastic. The website. Yeah, well, he should do well because that helps him reach more people. No, right, yep. and that's the point. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. what you nailed it. Exactly. The better stuff you do, the wow. more talented you are, the more. Yeah, this is very cool. That was very nice. I'm glad. Good find, Doc. Good find. Talk about yeah. well, you know, talk about karmic debt. I mean, can you imagine the kind of karma this guy has? This guy oh, has yeah. fantastic karma. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's a fact. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Well, Robert, I know you have Very a good. certain little princess to yep. pick up, don't you? Yep, I got a little cheerleader. My daughter's a cheerleader, and they, they went on to get put a little word out there. They, they were here in upstate New York, and up in, the, uh, let's say, the Utica Rome marketplace, and we are one of the groups, one of the cheer groups that is going on to what's kind of the semifinals for the cheer championships, and my daughter's on that cool. team. So, unfortunately, we have to go to New Jersey for that. Sorry, all you New Jerseyans oh, wow. don't like you. No. <laughs> I don't, I just, it's just not, I'm sorry, it's just not my favorite state. I love to go to New York City, and I like certain parts of Jersey, but I just, overall, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to yeah. travel that far. You, you sound like my daughter. Cost my daughter lives in, Oh, you sound like my daughter. She lives over in Rockaway Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Like, oh, yeah, Mom, you yeah, Mom, you know, Jersey. don't ever yeah. go to Jersey. I'm like, why? No, don't do it. No, drive around it. <laughs> why? It's a beautiful I'm sorry. day. It I'm is a beautiful now, day. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. Um, I, feel, I hey, have been through Jersey. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, really, though. <laughs> <laughs> Keep digging, Rob. Keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's a great state. I'm, I'm so happy I have to go there. But really... Um, Jersey's just a suburb of New York City, anyway. That's what everybody says. Yeah. Jersey loves it when you say that. I'm going to get a call yeah. from Jersey, and then I'm going to have to give a shout out to Philly for backup. <laughs> 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 Help me, Philly. Jersey's calling. I'm telling you, Pine Ridge and Rosebud, New York and Jersey. I'm telling you. Same thing. <laughs> Same stuff. Very similar. Very similar. You know, my experience with Jersey was being a victim of organized crime while I was down there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> and nice. that's not a joke. That is not a joke, guys. <laughs> nice. Well, that's happening more and more everywhere. All yeah, I'm going to say, well, not, no, it, here's the thing. You, you think people talk, say what they want about New York City, but they are they have cracked down. If you're going to park, you're better off parking in the city and paying the extra 10 or $15 a day. Because they can't get away with the stuff that some of these parking places get away with in New Jersey. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to mention names. Or We were going <laughs> to the cake boss, the Carlos and Charlie, the, fa- the uh, yeah, little yeah, cake yeah, yeah. guy there. Yeah. yeah, we were going by there and taking pictures. And while well, we parked at a parking lot near there, and they freaking ripped me off. They charged me $30 to get in and $30 to get out. Yeah. And it's not yeah. even legal. I've heard that. But they said, well, go ahead and call the police. Yeah, like I'm, like I, beget- yeah. I was about to get in more trouble if I had called. That's all yeah. I'm saying on that. Yeah. So, love Jersey. Love it. I'm going back. Going back soon. Going back in two weeks. <laughs> They're going to be waiting at the so, border for you, buddy. <laughs> They're going to They're going to call back to New York and say, "Yeah, he bought clothes for his kids. You better get the tax money from him." 
they they do that, you know. New York State tries to track you down if you buy stuff out of state. They try to find out about it and tax you. Nice, so crazy. Sounds like Iowa with cigarettes. Sounds like Iowa with right. cigarettes. Seriously, if you go down to Missouri to buy cigarettes, they they ID yeah. you. No matter yeah. how old you look, if you go over the border to Missouri to buy cigarettes, they'll mm. charge you Iowa tax for it. Oh, oh really? Wow. I'm not kidding. I mean, yeah, I used I used to manage a gas station. And I don't know how many people would come up and say, ah, you know, we went to Missouri to buy cigarettes and blah, 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 blah. You know, we got ID'd and they, they charged sure. this Iowa well, tax. I'm like, well, then you wasted your gas to drive down there and back and, you know, you didn't say anything. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like, they must oh, have some sort of, they have a reciprocity agreement probably goes back and forth so that people don't so. try to get away with that's stuff. probably it. Yeah, yeah. that's I what New York so, has yeah. with several states up so. here when you get tickets. You know, you get tickets on your license. Now New York uh-huh. State will freely give you up. To the other state and and ding you really? here in New York as well. Oh, this is crazy. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, makes me glad I live in Iowa. Too. Are you going to be able to get this into MP3 for scary? Yeah, I'll get that done tonight. I will have that in MP3 and and you know basically it's in MP3 and in iTunes. But what he's saying is he'd like to just have it on a medium so that he can burn it to yeah. it or have it on a CD or a medium. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and do that right away. And um, that'll be very cool. We'll have a nice little business oh. uh, synergy with the scary guy. I love that. Yeah, I he love is such that. A cool guy. He is just so cool. I wow. His believe life all the amazing. cool things that he's doing. Kidding me? He's doing no. so many cool things with his life, really. Well, yeah. really making it into a plus, business. Can't I mean, beat it. you know, there are people you get to talk to and meet, and you just think, God, wouldn't you just love to sit down and have a meal with that person? Yeah. And yeah, just, just sit down and have a yeah. good meal with them and just yeah. relax and enjoy. Brain. I just like yep. to see the look on my neighbor's faces as I walk up and down the street with them. Because <laughs> I'll do that just to see what I am. <laughs> curtains are open and what the heck is going on over there. <laughs> Great you know what you just reminded me of? I had my, when my brother was still active on the police force, he would come by once in a while just to, like if he had an hour break and he was in the area, he would stop by here and I'd get him a cup of coffee and stuff. And one day I, I talked him into putting handcuffs on me and walking me out to his car. Oh, he told me about that. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, you're it. not even right. <laughs> and the neighborhood was like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> and, and one neighbor poked her hand out. What did you do? Deborah, what did you do? And my brother went, hooking. <laughs>
sort of. <laughs> oh, you ain't even right. <laughs> My life oh, is been boring. <laughs> yeah, you run around with us. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Okay. Well, oh, you got us scary about powwow. That oh. would be fantastic. Mm. Oh, I can just see Very him cool. coming to our powwow. I I really sure. think he would be a hit at our powwow in June. Oh, I really I do. I think he would just. I think he would just be a big hit. Well, I think sure. not only that, really it do. would be a chance for him to really just relax. Because oh, yeah. Wow is very relaxing. <laughs> yeah, if you're not on the committee. Well, yeah, well, no, of course, if, not for if, you. If you're but I not mean... the committee, yeah. If you're not the committee, then yeah, it's really relaxing. Yeah, I know. It's different for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it would be good for him. Oh, my God. That was horrible. That oh, power was awful. You need to delegate. Well, you did delegate, and they didn't show up. I need, I need bodies what I need. Well, you can use yeah, me this time because I'm, I'm not going to do a book signing this next time. So I just need, I need warm bodies to just do stuff and deal with stuff but I don't, you know, so that I, don't, I can actually enjoy the damn powwow. And I need new ribbon dresses. Yeah. I need, to, I need to find some material. I've got a seamstress. <laughs> Maybe I can have them made. There you go. She's got them shredding. shredding. Oh, the ribbons or the fabric? The ribbons. Just shredding oh, all over really? the place. Um, burn them with a lighter. I did. There's no ribbons left. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Someday we'll I'll get some regalia. I do want some regalia, yeah. but you've got some nice. I want. I love that that one pale green dress that you have. That's the I one that's all that. threaded. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's me my too. favorite one. Yeah, I caught Rob wearing it the other day. <laughs> I just, I just felt like, I'm like, oh, I gotta say something. I don't know what the hell they're That's talking about. That's how the ribbon got shredded. Okay, <laughs> that'll do it. Leggy, that will do that. He was playing with the stuffed Barney, and <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Button. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, thanks. Well, the I, use, I forget what I used for an excuse. Uh, um, let me see. Oh, wait, well, I don't know. It was you awkward. Said your hangnail got caught in it. You <laughs> <laughs> forgot You're dancing with Barney. <laughs> well, because I thought you, I thought you said that a, a short fat guy was going to wear it, so I wanted to see if it was. <laughs> nice. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll help her out. I'll, I'll throw her bone here. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. let you loosen something. We destroyed the ribbons. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. Get your own dresses, Rob. <laughs> I don't know why they destroy oh, every dress I put on. When I'm, when I'm done oh. with it, they always destroy them. I don't know what their problem is. They think I'm doing it. Burn it! <laughs> I'll have one Burn made for you, Rob. Yeah, and well, I can barely get out of it quick enough. <laughs> Make it purple. I can barely get out of it quick enough once they've lit it. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, it's going up. <laughs> yeah, I tried to light the ribbon while he was wearing the dress. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's going to burn. Didn't work. Didn't go out well. <laughs> oh, well, good thing I had really my, long, good you thing know, <laughs> you know, use those really long lighters, automatic lighters, yep, automatic yep, matches. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Rob Freak. Yeah. Rob Freak. <laughs> Jumped on Barney, got caught on his button eye. <laughs> there you go. It was not good. Good thing I, good thing I had my asbestos tidy whities on. That's all I'm going to say. That's enough of that. 
No, he's lying. He did not. I'm blind now. Thank you. He was wearing red flannel underwear. You know that's what I thought those were with the with the drop you know the 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 drop you saw that. the the, the, back, the door you know the, no. the, no. the no. door you know the drops down You're looking through the window <laughs> the wrong window <laughs> you couldn't see it because of the flashing light <laughs> I'm lying leave, leave that window closed <laughs> well Barney didn't look like he was complaining too loudly. <laughs> He don't say much. <laughs> when what he could does, he say? <laughs> when he starts talking, I know the night is over. His <laughs> lights out when he starts talking. Run away! Run away! Wait a minute! Suit in red flannel underwear and a ribbon dress is trying to pole dance on my leg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> run away! Run away! No, that's next door. That's next door, my other job. That's <laughs> my night his, gig. He said he's picking up his daughter who's a cheerleader. Oh, my goodness. Right. My night, oh, my my night gig. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on that note, let's go out on a high note, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry, right, Rob, you set yourself up every time. I swear. You know? That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> they tell us when I'm working with oh, my, my horse, throat. you know, you should always end on a positive note. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What's the positive note, I guess? So everybody would consider it positive, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, guys. I got to go. Okay. All right. Bye. You got to go. You, you got to go. Be laughing. I'll be laughing all the yeah. way there. There you go. Okay. No, I need to go bye too. Bye. I gotta go kill the boys. So oh, what do you guys want to do? Are you gonna hang or you want me to end the show? No, I gotta go kill the boys, so I'm out of here too. So. All right, go okay. kill the boys. Very good then. Thanks you guys. Kill Great show. Throttle you, son. Yeah, he's terrified. <laughs> bye bye. All right, not all. You sounds it. See you next bye-bye. week. All right, bye. same bat time, same bat channel. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Mary.